I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Millennials Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. Unlike the state of Georgia, we are dry this week. Raining a lot there? It has been raining a lot, yes. Uh, it's one of the, it's, We got rain forecasted every single day this week. And I think it's actually two weeks now. It's crazy. Damn. We're getting like Florida weather. Well, that'll be good for the... The crops, I guess. The corn. Made. Yeah. How how's things? How's weather up there in North Carolina? How's it doing up there? It's it's rained a little bit in the past couple week, a week or so, but not not as much as you guys apparently. That's you know your podcast. You know your podcast doing good. We start off with a weather conversation. Yes. <laughs> Let's get down to it, Seth. They killed Shinzo Abe. They and killed. by they I mean one dude. <laughs> Yeah, I mean one man with a homemade gun, like some little Fallout Four looking gun. <laughs> Somebody said this is proof that prohibition of guns will never work because if you, if someone's throwing out, they'll just, they'll just build their own goddamn gun in their garage. And I guess that's true in an extent, but that's a lot of effort. I think. But yeah, how many people are going to be building guns in their garage? Right. It feels like it doesn't matter how easy it is to make a gun, people just won't do it because it's, it's a yeah, lot of effort because it's not easy, especially if you no. want to make one that you can use more than once. Because I heard that mm. the thing about this guy's gun was like, they were like, this gun could never be used more than once. It was, it could be fired one time and he did, he, he made his shot, I guess. Yeah. So for folks who don't know, Shinzo Abe was the former prime minister of Japan He's from the LDP, the dominant party in Japan for the last about 40 years. Uh, he was a right winger because uh, most Japanese politics are right wing. They don't really have a left wing. They have the largest communist party in the in the world, but they don't govern. They don't have any seat. They don't actually uh, have any say in what happens to the Japanese government. So basically, uh, the LDP kind of rules things. And apparently this guy killed him because... The LDP is in tight with this, like, church, this weird cult that's in Japan, and this cult killed that dude's mom. Like, she disappeared into the cult and, you never, and like, just died. No explanation. Kind of like Scientology, I guess, in a way. Um, mm-hmm. And so he took it out on Shinzo Abe. Shop uh, dead in the street. People were, uh, people were trying to blame Hideo Kojima for the, for the murder. <laughs> So they're going to sue. I think they said that the his company is going to sue them for defamation and whatnot. Which I I would probably do that if someone posted my picture and said that I killed a guy. I would probably not be happy about it either. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's probably not good for for Kojima's image. I guess. Unlike me, he has stuff to lose. Yeah, generally a lot more. Like <laughs> it. It's not infinitely more because that's impossible, but. It's it's as close as you can get, I think. It's it's closer to infinite than what I have. It is. It's much closer to infinite <laughs> than that. Uh so yeah, that was a pretty that was a pretty crazy event. I think that and also Biden made this dumb statement saying it was the first time a Japanese politician has been assassinated, which is not true back in the seventies. Uh a communist leader was actually killed on stage by a nationalist with a katana. Um, and that was actually the moment that ki- he he had a coalition of left wing parties. That's what killed the left in Japan forever. After that, the LDP Literally. took control and never they didn't, no one ever came back from that. So well, yes, course, that was stupid. Well, one Biden clearly did not know about that. Right. <laughs> and two, even if he did, he would he would love to gloss over it since it was a, well, yeah. a communist who's being killed. 
What I get, dude? You got to yourself. What is at least if this at least if Trump was president, he would say something funny about this. He'd have a, he'd have some kind of weird stupid. There'd comment. be some banger funny tweet he he'd shoot off as soon as he figured it out. He probably got there and called him like Shinto Abe or something. Yeah, he TV. recorded himself saying it so you know that he was saying right. it wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. But yeah, I saw I saw Biden a, a video today of him on a bicycle. I guess he rides a bike is his thing, and yeah. he was he's a regular his- Jack Ryan. You know, he rides a bike <laughs> to work and he's fixing the problems from the inside. So yeah, soy boy Jack Ryan. Yeah, unlike unlike the fucking alpha male Jack Reacher who just like yeah, Jack Reacher who you know <laughs> I think I said eats, last week he ate Jack Ryan. He he fucking eats metal shavings and shits nails. Like this is what this man probably does all day. Uh, I saw him actually, the guy who plays him on on the View uh, one day, which was a very strange setting for this man to be in. He looked like he was a grown man in a, in a, a child's little dollhouse. Yeah, I, I was watching. I've been rewatching that show New Girl uh, recently, and he's on an episode of that in like season three or four. And he mm-hmm. plays a uh, an aspiring street artist with a micro penis. It's a very very funny uh, not not the not the type you'd normally see a guy with his body shape playing. So it was. Is uh, he still is he still as big back then? He wasn't as big, but he was still like bigger than right. most people you'll ever meet in your life. Yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. So that was anyways. Yeah, Biden on a bike talking about how he's going to go visit Saudi Arabia. People on the mad. bike. Yes, he's on a bike. <laughs> For well, that president. would be impressive. Yeah, I'd be. Very, I would actually give it to him on that one. Yeah. Uh, people were mad about going to visit Saudi Arabia, and I'm like, they, every president visits Saudi Arabia. This is nothing different. What are you? Why are you mad now? All of a sudden, you know. Remember when Trump went and he touched that orb? No, is that where he got all his power? I think so. Yeah, but there was like an orb with the the continents. It's, it's the Earth. But it's just like a big white orb with black metal on it that projects the. The continents, and he touched it with all the fucking Saudi Arabian leaders. It's pretty rad. The orb, I mean. I, I wish, You're I, like, supposed I to touch it, though. Orb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I thought that he touched it. <laughs> not <supposed> to. <laughs> that would be a thousand times funnier. That'd be, that would be very funny. I'll look at the picture just, now. If they were like, this This is the orb we don't touch. And they yeah. look over and he's already What if it was like roped off with like the velvet rope and everything and he just like reaches right past all of it and touches it? <laughs> Big sign that says orb we don't touch. <laughs> yes. Underneath that, do not touch. Please do not touch. <laughs> That's that's exactly a very that's a very Trump uh, move, and it's too bad that's not reality. You see, yeah. see Seth, it can get a little funnier. We can punch it up a little bit. It can get a little funnier. <laughs> um, I, it's like I'm I don't uh, fuck Shinzo Abe. I don't care that he he's dead. It's I don't I don't care that he was alive or that he's dead. Really, he just has no bearing. Yeah. on I my saw, existence. Uh, yeah, I saw this news report that was like. Shinzo Abe was one of the most influential and important and most well-respected politicians in Japanese history. I'm like, mm. was he? Was he that influential? And like, would people like him that much? It doesn't seem like it. His grandfather ran Manchurian China when Imperial Japan occupied it, and uh, he was part of the program of enslaving Chinese women to act as uh, sex slaves for Japanese soldiers. He carried out horrific pogroms against the uh, against the Chinese. Um, he helped support Unit Seven Thirty One, which was a bio warfare research uh, group that did incredibly horrifying things to Chinese people. And Shinzo Abe said that his grandfather was the person he most admired in the world. So wow. let that let that guide your opinion of the man. Yeah. You know, let let that just uh, let that sink in. Sometimes your grandpa does fucked up stuff, and you don't have to. You don't have to stand by him. You it's don't okay. Have to stand by all of it. You can say you like the guy, I guess, but maybe, maybe you don't defend him that much. If your if your grandpa did what Shinzo Abe's grandpa did, might you better not even just 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 yeah, don't just even talk dis- about disassociate. him at all. Yeah, and he went and visited some kind of like shrine in Japan that is dedicated to specifically the war criminals. I don't know why there's specifically a war criminal shrine in Japan, but yeah. there is, apparently. And even for them, it's controversial to visit that place. That's amazing. 
I it's like it was touching because... the orb you're not supposed to, you know. Exactly. This is the shrine we don't go to. You just take a picture. Shinzo Abe's already up there. Trump's there too for some reason. You don't even know why. <laughs> He's not even president anymore. Uh, that would be something funny though if Trump just like somehow found his way into like a memorial for people who were for enemies of America. Like if he was like in the Viet Cong War Memorial or something. Yeah, of, that's amazing. A lot of brave men and women here gave their lives. <laughs> it's True. Like the, the classic line from The Office when he's like, um, I to- I'll have a toast to the troops. All troops, both sides. <laughs> that, that always gets me. I that's a that. really good one. That's a good, a good one. late office uh, poll. It is, it is specifically a thing, too, that uh, Ryan and a person like Ryan, who we all know that guy would do. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> the troops on both sides. Both sides. <laughs> well, remember that? Remember the joke from that show about Dwight's grandpa? No. He said he was in a he was in a POW camp in World War II, but it was an Allied POW camp. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. See that this this is the kind of these are the kind of jokes that we don't get anymore. Because uh, yeah. woke culture destroyed everything. Exactly. We can't joke that the guy's grandpa was a Nazi anymore. Yeah. Or and if you do say they're a Nazi, you have to like be like, well, you know what? He was just following orders. You know, <laughs> like my grandpa's not a bad guy just because he did this terrible thing. Calm down. I'm so sad, Seth, that you haven't watched the Jordan Peterson video about getting banned from Twitter about over Elliot Page. Why do you think I would watch that? Because it's so fucking funny. He's like <laughs> crying. He's crying, Seth, that he can't misgender someone. And yeah. He's on here being like, I'm, he's, he, keep, he keeps calling him Eli, Ellen slash Elliot Page and then he slash her. And I'm like, it's easy, dog. It's you literally know what to do. Yeah. He's like, I'm probably still doing it wrong. Yes, you are. And yeah. you know it. I'm watching the Umbrella Academy right now, and all the characters just get it. And then they're just like, okay, cool. You're Victor now. You're my brother. Got it. On to the next thing. Pretty easy stuff if you think about it. You yeah, know? it's easy. So, Not yeah. Difficult. But it is very funny that Jordan Peterson, a man who constantly brags about how he only eats meat and how he is uh, intellectually superior to most humans, is uh, a complete piss baby when, yeah. he gets, uh, bought on, when he gets banned on Twitter. Which is funny. I mean, he was pretty prone to weeping at the drop of a hat anyways. And I have no problem with men crying. I do it myself from time to time. Of course. But it seems like for people he's selling his ideology to, that they would have more problem with this. Yeah. Um, wild. Funny enough, uh, speaking of getting banned on Twitter, I did for the first time ever see an ad for Parlor. On my phone. Parlor is notoriously hard to make ads for because it's full of the most racist and horrible people in the world. But I did actually see an app for Parlor say that it sells the free communication platform. And so you signed up. Of course not. And you're on there now and you're 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 communist. Maybe I should maybe I should go undercover on Parlor and just see what they talk about on there. I really should sign up as Communism Guy sixty nine and just have at it. Let's see about this free speech y'all talk about so much. Yeah. That's so funny. Especially if you did that and then you got banned, it would be like hmm. Yeah. But that'll be my whole day and I got things to do now. I can't sit on Twitter all day and argue with people anymore. What do you do now? That used to be your whole thing. I know. I fucking. I grew up, man. I got responsibilities now. I got, wow. I got, I got duties I have to take care of. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Can't. I can't sit around and just jerk off on Twitter all day anymore. Uh. But yeah. So I don't know. Oh, they're saying now on Twitter that uh that Anne Frank had white privilege. Of course, of course she did, and she I, used all that white privilege to be hidden away for three years. Uh, be chastised for being a lesbian and then still murdered and all of her secrets aired out to the entire world and everyone who's ever attended the 8th grade in in the American education system. Yeah. Yep. 
you know what's really crazy to think about it is how many folks did not get the, the point <laughs> of her diary now. Yeah. All these folks who are basically Nazis who are just like, who read that and were like, seems fine to me. Yeah, honestly, no problem here. It makes no sense. Yeah. But yeah, there are people who were just like, oh, Jews are just white people. And therefore, you can't look at them and know what they are. And I was like, yeah, they had a whole thing in Germany for it where you had to have your papers. Right? There wasn't... You, you think they were the Terminator of, of race? They just... Just like, Jew, detected. They didn't have that. Also, these people aren't racist enough because there are some incredibly racist people who can just... They just have studied everything about every race because they want to be so racist that they have to know everything about every race. And they can tell Jewish people apart. So I guess they haven't reached that level of racism yet. Now, I will admit, I can't... Sometimes, I think about 70% of the time, I can spot a British person without them having to talk. I've done that. I just... I know. If you Sometimes you see the teeth and you're like... Yeah. I did it the other day. I was in a store. The lady... Lady was behind me, and I don't even know why. I just assumed she was going to be British. And then she went to the counter after me, and she ordered British. <laughs> I don't know how I did it. So maybe, but maybe. all these freaking actors get yeah. by my radar sometimes. Actors are good at it somehow. I don't know, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's almost as if it's their job to lie to us. <laughs> also, just a lot, of them, a lot of them don't have the telltale signs of being British. You know, with the sallow skin... And the sunken eyes and the bad teeth. Yeah, because um, they get all that pick, fixed up before they become actors. Exactly right. Like you look at the guy on. You didn't watch. You haven't watched Peacemaker yet. Um, yes, I have. Are you? Oh, you did watch it. You see the guy yeah. with vigilante on that show is British, and you're just like, this is like an American nerd. Yes, an yeah. American man, obviously. And then he starts talking, and you're like, "Fuck! God, God damn it! Damn it! Fuck! Every time." So yeah, but the regular British people, I can spot them. I just know. I don't know how. I don't know what it is. The moment that every American child realized that House was not American was a big moment in our lives. Yeah. That's when we knew that lying was real. Yep. That people could lie about where they were from and change their whole shit. Their whole accent could be could be changed. Yep. They could just just lie on their face. For what reason? To be a doctor on TV? Well, think about it. Who was the biggest actor when we were children? Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he did not change his voice ever. Yeah, that's true. Will Smith also doesn't do accents. At least he didn't do back then. I don't think think Will Smith does accents. Did he do the the one where he played that doctor from the NFL? Oh, yeah. That's actually true. He did did do it in concussion. So, yeah. Too too mild. One example, though. Out yeah. of all of them. And remember that you, weird movie, The Snowman, that came out a couple years ago where J.K. Simmons did a British accent for some reason? Yeah. It was a Michael Fassbender yeah. movie. Why did we let that Which happen? is funny because Michael Fassbender's British. And they're like, let's just put J.K. Simmons in there as British too. Oh yeah, he is. I can't think he's German. Or he's some kind of freaking European. They're all British to me. I assume he's a German Brit or something. I don't know. Because he has a British accent. I think I've seen him in. Okay. Let's uh, let's see. Oh, boy. Here we go. Seth Google's thing. It's a favorite. It's from Louisiana. What? That's impossible. You're you're right. He's Germany. He's from Germany. Oh, he is from Germany. Okay. All right. He's married to Alicia Vikander. I did not know that. Oh, from Ex Machina? Yep. And I guess Tomb Raider as well? Yep. Tomb Raider? Where is she from? Look, click on her name real fast. I bet she's from... I was going to say Sweden, and I was right. Uh, Sweden, yeah. really? Yeah, Sweden. Wow. These freaking European power couples. Both these people are fucking chameleons. Yeah. They terrify me. I think I, can't, I, think I saw a fast better do an American accent once. can't remember what was in, though. I swear I did see that one time. Well, And he looked so... Know. It just looked... Because like most people, I saw him first in X-Men. Yeah. He was... Was he British in Prometheus? I can't remember. Yes, he does the British Steve Jobs. Movie. He did an American accent. You're, yep, yep, you got it. That's the one. There you go. Yeah. Is it, by the way, can we just talk real fast about X-Men and how sure. Magneto is, is German. He's Jewish, but he's German, right? But he always yes. has a British accent. Yeah, it was especially 
like when the first movies came out back in the day, it was back when like I don't think Americans were ready for anything outside of British accents yet. So they were just like, mm-hmm. we'll just have Ian McKellen. He's British. Why not? The only German we ever knew was from Die Hard. We'll play by a British man. Yes, exactly. The, the inverse. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems like. It, it also, Seth, when 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 do we stop? We're really gonna have to update Magneto's backstory. I feel like we're past that point, honestly. Well, I think at this point we're probably not even. I mean, here's the thing: there is some plans for Marvel to do X Men. I feel like they're either gonna skip it entirely. Mm-hmm. Or they're just going to make it incredibly bland. I don't really know mm-hmm. what the, what their options are. Because it is going to be very funny to see the MCU try to pull off what the original X-Men movie did with Magneto. Here's my proposal, okay? Here's how I change Magneto up. Get ready. Hold on to your fucking butts. This has been discussed, okay. but Denzel Washington plays Magneto. Yes. And we set it in apartheid South Africa instead okay. of Germany. He was in those camps. Okay. Okay. Isn't it weird that the original X-Men movie rules so fucking hard? It does rule so hard. And the sequel is also, like, weirdly really good as well. Wasn't that weird lightning in a bottle time where, like, Spider-Man 1, uh, X-Men 1 were good. Spider-Man 2, X-Men 2 were good. Hmm. And ever since then, movies have not been good. I don't know what happened. It's before everything had a fucking formula. And it was all yeah. uh, it was all one big cookie cutter garbage nonsense where it has to all tie into one another, you know? It was Spider-Man was made with no idea there'd be a sequel made. Same for X-Men. Yep. They was trying shit. They, they didn't care. Movies. Making good movies based on good source material. That's all you you think the guys who made Blade thought it would get a sequel? No. Two sequels? Yeah, two sequels. We don't talk about the third one really. That we don't have to go there. Uh but the the second the second blade the blade two fucking rules. That movie's blade, great. blade one and two are both really good. I would I would watch them again anytime. Yeah, and another really combo movie got a sequel. Both good. It's gonna really suck when fucking Marvel makes their. I mean, I love the guys playing Blade. I know I love Mahershala Ali. I just feel like if they were, if he was given less Marvely approach, he might uh might be great. There are some things you just you don't need. They don't need to be in the MCU, okay? You don't, you don't have to fold all these things in here. Let Blade, let Deadpool be their own thing, you know. And I know they said they're going to let Deadpool keep being its own thing, or it does the things that it does. I'll believe it when I see it. To be yeah. honest, I'll say the most damning thing about the Marvel's current slate is that there's a new Thor movie out right now, and mm. I one forgot that it was coming out until the day before it came out, and two still haven't seen it. Which for and me I've, is uh, an outlier. I've seen a lot of negative reviews of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it this weekend. I'll, I'll see. I'll see what it's like. And if, here's my here's my problem with those reviews. Okay, mm-hmm. I got a bone to pick with these reviews. Okay, the the things I'm reading about in in these reviews are things that have been in the MCU for years. Yeah. So why are you just now having a problem with them? Is my question. Like I get fatigue is a thing. Sure, you got Marvel fatigue. But it's been on this way for a long time, man. Yeah, I think I think it truly is just the fatigue. I think there was a certain point where people could, you know, kind of handle it, and they're like, "Okay, it's still pretty fun." But then once you, but because they've had that formula and it just keeps doing the same things, and especially right now, the main issue with the movies that have come out recently is it just doesn't feel like like at least that those first Marvel movies had like they're gonna fight Thanos at some point. That's gonna be what they're gonna do. Good or bad, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And right now, I just I don't I have no idea what what I'm supposed to be watching these for. I don't know what the the end goal is. So you gotta bring in like Doctor Doom or somebody, you know? Yeah, Doctor Galactus. Doom, Galactus. Yeah. Um, if they're gonna have if they're gonna have Kang be the big villain, he's gotta he's gotta show up Kang. more. There's gotta be more more forward motion in that department. I just I don't see much of it. And now it's just like. And it's also just the problem with how on earth are you going to make three or four big budget projects every year that have to all tie in together? Like, make one movie or one TV. How about this? From now on, one movie, one TV show a year. Boom. <laughs> that's all that. they, that's what they, they could make. And then stop overworking these damn VFX artists who are fucking working tooth and nail to pump out stuff that looks shitty 
And the VFX artists know it looks shitty because they didn't have enough time to work on it. Did you see that post about Zack Snyder with the VFX artist that happened today, I believe? No. It was on Reddit, but I saw it on Twitter. Uh-huh. The guy said that when they were doing the visual effects for the Snyder cut of... of uh, Justice League. Justice League. That Zack Snyder came to their studio, personally, and he sat there for four hours and explained the entire movie to them. Like... That's how long it is, so... Yeah. And I thought this would be a bad post, or like it was a negative. They apparently all loved it. They were like, no director has ever come to us before and explained the movie. Nothing to ask us about VFX or tell us what we wanted from it. Just tell us what we're working on, first of all. Apparently, people really like that. I thought you were going to say that Zack Snyder came to their office, pulled out a chair, flipped it around backwards, sat forwards, and just watched them work for four hours. (laughs) From what I hear, he's a very pleasant person. He's, yeah. he's fun to work with. But hey, I mean, I guess that's good. And probably, I guess I could see how it would be useful to know what the fuck you're doing and yeah. how it might might connect into stuff later on. Or and plus, think about it. That's four hours of, of a day you ain't working. You ain't got to do anything. You just listen to Zack Snyder talk for four hours. Yeah, you basically just watch the Snyder Cut for free for anybody else. <laughs> uh but yeah, I, the other thing that I think Marvel could do is the opposite, which is just do what DC is doing and just make weird shit. Just do weird movies that don't have any connecting issue. They're just, they're just whatever. You know, Birds of Prey yeah. has no relation to Joker. They're making Suicide a Joker 2 that's a musical with like Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn. What the fuck? You know what? I'm into it. I'm into it, for sure. When I first heard Joker 2, I was like, you dumb fucks, don't. And it's a musical, and I was like, I'm back. Yeah, okay, I'll watch it. And the, the, it's like Joker 2 and the subtitles in French or something. Yep. So, hey, Fo- It's folie a do. Yes. Which is a psychological term. It's where someone thinks they're someone else entirely. They see a person and say, I'm that person, actually. I guess that's what Harley Quinn sort of is. Like when guys watch Drive and they say, that's literally me. <laughs> Get that jacket and everything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they, the idea is a musical. I'm back in. I'm on, I'm on board. Because you know what? That's weird. That's different. Let's do yeah. some weird different shit. You know? Also, I'm going to start a new petition for... Okay. And this is... There's no way this will ever happen. Mm. But we let... Colin Trevorrow make his Star Wars Episode 9. We still call it Star Wars Episode 9. We yeah. act as if it... And we act as if the Rise of Skywalker never happened. Mm-hmm. And we just just play his his version on top of it. As long as it has that laser guillotine in it, I'm down. Yes. It has a laser uh, guillotine. And one thing from the... Con- they released some concept art recently. And one mm-hmm. thing I actually really appreciated was that he actually was... He dedicated... Or he was going to dedicate screen time to the the people on the planets coming together and like fighting against the fucking empire again mm-hmm. which we've seen before but it would be much it, i would like that a lot more than what we got which was just kind of like okay there's like five characters that matter at the end of the day i kind of like seeing what the people are doing you know well yeah it's so in the rise of skywalker lando shows up with a fucking billion ships and the emperor yeah. takes them all out with force lightning and you're like what is even happening right now yeah it's just a bunch of bunch of nothing garbage like they didn't understand that at the end of uh return of the jedi it was so cool to see this ragtag force of rebels showing up with barely anything you know facing off against the empire that was cool more is not necessarily better in in yeah. this kind of situation like that was the problem with the rise of skywalker was like we need more there was one death star how about a million star destroyers and they all have a death star cannon on them so they can all blow up planets and then lando shows up with a billion fucking ships and the emperor can shoot force lightning so big it paralyzes all those ships oh no yeah little kids are acting it out it's like that's just it's too much you know i just thought about what's that colin trevorrow has never made a good movie no. In his life. Not even close. How crazy. First of all, his first movie, actually, I take that back. Never mind. He did direct a movie I I enjoyed called Safety Not Guaranteed. Okay. But it's, yeah. but it's not a very, it's not a great movie. It's not where I'm like, yeah. okay, all is forgiven. But it is crazy that they went, he went from that and they were like, you know what? We really like that movie. Here's Jurassic World. <laughs> um, I don't know how that happened. It's a, it's a less deserved promotion than uh, than Gareth Edwards, I think. You know, who went from Monsters 
to Godzilla, which is a, a move that I think is makes sense. He made a movie about giant monsters. Here's the giant monster movie. Yeah. Okay, sure. But it was a really good giant monster movie that he made. Also, I just Trevorrow, out Trevorrow didn't even direct the second Jurassic World movie. He only directed the first and third ones. That's his specialty, man. What? Start things and then... Well, that doesn't make any sense. He didn't what finish Star Wars. So, yeah. I don't know. Who directed Weird. the second one? J.A. Bayona. But you're one of this dick. <laughs> yeah, he seems nothing. to be a Span yeah, Spanish director. He's done mm -hmm. several Spanish horror movies and music videos. Um and all the only thing he's really done in America is that movie. Uh some episodes of Penny Dreadful, and he's gonna be directing two episodes of The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Oh. So I hope he's Hope he's decent because I want I want that show to be decent. Is the second Jurassic World movie any good? I uh, wouldn't know. Never seen it. Okay. Did not find think, the first one interesting enough to warrant watching a second one. I, th I think in that one, a dinosaur uses a gun or something, or it has like human intelligence. I don't even I hope know. So. That would be great. That's I would watch that scene with a machine gun. <laughs> it's like Planet of the Apes where they fucking at the end where they're like yep. have guns and shit. Oh man, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like uh, it's like um, because the first Resident World movie is not good. Uh, it it's just oh, not. It's it, terrible. It's just not a good film, and it has some weird stuff that happens in it, and just like, it's just how do you fuck it up? It's dinosaurs. Just do dinosaurs. It's not hard. Yeah. People people just want to watch dinosaurs fuck we shit just, up. Just don't do Jurassic Park again. You know, make your own dinosaur movie. Exactly. Make a new movie. Or don't make even make dinosaurs. Make a new movie. Yeah. We did dinosaurs. Oh. It was great. I'll say this. I'll go to bat for a dinosaur movie. Okay, you obviously want more dinosaur movies. Well, I think dinosaurs are cool. They I'm are. I'm proud of that. And they're incredibly uh, metal. And the fact that they but, actually walk the earth is so cool. Right. But you don't have to do like, oh, another, direct, another fucking dinosaur theme park where shit goes wrong for the fucking eighth time. How many times can they fuck up? Before somebody does something about this. You know what? I mean, I would never watch this movie. But you know what would be a good... If they wanted to do one more Jurassic World or Jurassic Park? What? Underwater Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah, sure. You're yeah. in like a glass... Sure. First of all, because it is a monumentally stupid idea. It is stupider <laughs> than Jurassic Park and Jurassic World combined. Yeah. It would be like the Meg... Remember that movie? Mm -hmm. uh, meets uh, Lake Placid, meets Deep Blue Sea, meets Jurassic Park. You would have to really explain to me real hard who funded this. <laughs> who looked at all the previous failures and said, this time, you know, you know what the difference was? It wasn't underwater. It yeah. wasn't in a more hospitable environment for humans. Some Willy Wonka type guy. Welcome to our fucking, our wooden hotel built in the caldera of an active volcano. What could possibly <laughs> go wrong? It's all wooden bamboo leaves in here, baby. It's like, yeah. And I know, it's a movie. Sure. It's fine. Whatever. Sure. It's a movie. I get it. But at a certain point, you gotta, you gotta level with me, man. Yeah. I, treat me like an adult here. I can only suspend so much disbelief before it is hanging by a thread. What they should have done was just make Jurassic World and just not have Jurassic Park had it been a thing. Just reboot it. I mean, sure. Oh. It'll still be a reboot, though. It'll be kind of yeah. pandering in some way. Of course. And you also, got, you got to... I gotta say, one thing that the Jurassic World trailers have going for them is that they get to use the Jurassic Park score. And I actually... This might be my hot take. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I think Jurassic Park has the best movie theme of all time. Ooh, even better than Star Wars. I think it's better than Star Wars. I think it's better than Indiana Jones. I think it's better than Harry Potter. Better than Terminator? I, I think it's better than Terminator. I really fuck with the Jurassic Park theme. Who made that? Was that, was that John Williams? John Williams, man. What a fucking... What a, just puts out bangers constantly. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. You, I will say, it's hard to think of a, of a more iconic... Like when the fucking when when they see the fucking the the what are they called brontosaurus when I was a kid, and the music swells, you're just like, 
Yeah. You, yeah. You, you're probably right. That's the best. Yeah. That's the best. I think it's the best single theme. I think maybe something like Star Wars has better overall music, but mm. just theme. Jurassic Park. There's, there's yeah, no. you, 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 you can think of more than one Star Wars song. Right? Yeah. You think of the theme. But when you think of that March. Jurassic Park song, you really think about it. And I think it's a very good movie because it weaves that theme in to a, a, other songs. This is a common thing. I'm not. This is a groundbreaker or anything, but it's just a strong, compelling theme that you hear it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. That is that is a very fucking dope just song. John Williams. Yeah. Hats off. Isn't it funny? There are the movies you named. He composed three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Only one he didn't do is Terminator, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who did the Terminator theme? Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know who did the Terminator theme. It's probably some Brad Fidel Castro. Brad uh, Fidel Castro. Wait, if you hover over his name, it says Castro. <laughs> Wait, brother of uh, Trudeau. <laughs> it's all coming together, Seth. We're connecting the dots over oh, here. No. Wait, my computer didn't shut down. It's been taken over. <laughs> The mouse is moving on its own. There's a red dot on my forehead. Shit! Oh, God! Close the window. <laughs> yeah, that'll stop them. <laughs> well, they uh, can't see me anymore, dummy. I would just shoot a bunch of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Randomly. If I was a sniper and they closed the curtains, I would just start opening up. If I was a sniper, I would just... I mean... I say that. But yeah, you shoot randomly anyway. It's like, as long as you get the job done, who's going to... Who's going to worry about how efficient you did it? You know? We're going to pay you more for just one bullet? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what we're talking about at this point. I have no clue. Uh, um, what's happening in politics? Uh, if anything else has happened that's interesting? I mean... I know that there was going to be a... Because here's the thing. Even though he isn't president and has not like publicly said, I'm running for office or anything, there's still Trump rallies. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. I guess it's just like, they're still there. There was going to be one in the sunny state of North Carolina today, but it got canceled because Trump had to go appear in court for the, the, the hearing they're doing. Mm. So he, he couldn't make it to the to the Trump rally. So that's funny. Making Trump appear in court is kind of like putting a monkey on trial. You know? Yeah. It's just for our entertainment at that point. You're not going to get anything done out of this. The monkey doesn't know. He doesn't understand why he's at this there. point. I feel like he could lie under oath and no one would care. Not because they love him so much, just because they'd be like, "I don't even know if he knows what the truth is anymore." Exactly. Do you th- do you think he understands what he's talking about? I don't think so. No. No. It's, no. No. <sighs> did you see that thing where Kamala Harris? They asked her, "Did the Democrats make a mistake by not codifying Roe versus Wade into law?" You know, you remember she you see what she said? No. What was her response? This is not a direct quote. I'm going to try and do the vibe of what she said. She said, I think, and this is what I honestly believe, that we should have tried a little bit harder to perhaps consider the idea that maybe in some way these issues that we thought in at the time were, were settled were perhaps maybe, from their perspective, not settled. Like That's basically what she said. That is how, that is an incredible um, impression of how she answers questions. <laughs> Almost as damning as um, when she was asked about, oh, you told everyone to vote for the Democrats. You have a Democratic White House. You have a Democratic-led Senate. You have a Democratic president. Do it now. And her response was, do what now? And the worst part is, I don't even think she's ignorant. I mean, I do think she's ignorant. I think she truly does not know what she's supposed to be doing. I think (laughs) she truly does not know what anybody wants in this world. Like a dog that finally caught the car, you know? Like, yeah. just no no clue what to do next. Um, I just really... I, you know what? I'm actually going to miss it when Kamala Harris isn't vice president anymore. Because we've never had a, a vice president who has the Quaalude vibes going on. You know, just like... Yeah. Constantly drugged out. Yeah, we never had oh. one quite this ineffectual in conversation. yeah. By the way, we should talk about this thing that happened in uh, in uh, my current state, our home state of Georgia. Georgia. Which is that the Georgia Guidestones were blown up by unknown assailants. Oh, yeah. Let it, tell us about the Georgia Guidestones. 
the Georgia Guidestones are a series of pillars that were erected in uh, a county up up towards closer to Atlanta than we are from here, and did um there these they have these commandments on them, mm-hmm. uh, these like directives that we should follow to make a better world basically, um and they're they all these these commandments are pretty fucked up the the very first one tells you what they were thinking when they erected it which which was to keep the human population under 500 million globally they fucked that one up <laughs> i got to say was, we goofed on that one it was put up i think in the 70s so yeah we were pretty far beyond it that was, point it was opened on march 22nd 1980 80 way <laughs> that shit long sailed my friend yeah uh, and it has a bunch of fucking directives on there. Like some of it is shit. Like you could look at it and be like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Like have fair and just laws or whatever. But some of them are like, "We need to guide human evolution with an eye towards like fitness." And I'm like, "Well, that's eugenics." And we did we did try that, and it was bad. Um, and the thing is, this place is just surrounded by conspiracy theories. Everybody has a theory about what it's about and which side made it and who it's for. Most popular one right now, by sheer volume, are folks who think this is all part of some Bill Gates NWO uh, conspiracy to 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 control the planet, right? To take over the population or whatever. And I don't know what Bill Gates is supposed to do once he's king of the world, but I assume it's bad. Um, I will say this is the first like monument I've ever looked up on the internet that has an open date and a dismantled date <laughs> which is july 6 2022 there's probably a lot of, of statues now of confederate generals that probably have that date as well thankfully yeah it's probably um, a few but yeah someone blew it up with a bomb and they dismantled it finally they've been trying to get rid of it for fucking years uh and the thing about it was the thing that's so mysterious is no one knows who put it up no one knows the, the guy who did it did it under his name was like r christian or something he did it under a pseudonym the money came from no, who knows where. And plus, when he when this guy went to the, the construction company and said what he wanted, the guy said this guy thought this guy was crazy, so he, he gave him a quote that was way too high to yeah. do this work. And the guy instantly said yes. He just we paid pay in cash right there. Yeah, he did. That's crazy. But then recently a documentary went out there and pretty much proved that the guy who did it was a doctor from Boston who was a neo-Nazi and was associated with neo-Nazis. And this was most likely a white supremacist neo-Nazi symbol. No shit. Yeah. Um, but plenty of people will not believe that, even if right. presented with facts. Also, they translated the message into several different languages, all of which were ancient languages, like Babylonian, Egyptian. And I'm like, what do you think is going to happen? Is the world going to end and fucking Babylonians coming back? <laughs> I mean, I guess so. And then folks who actually can read Babylonian have gone back and looked at it and said, this is, this is completely wrong. <laughs> None of this is translated correctly. Yeah. Who did this? Because fucking Nazis did it. Uh, so yeah, they blew it up. It's pretty good that that's gone. There was supposed to be a time capsule, but it was never actually buried, so I guess you don't get to see what was in the time capsule. Uh, but yeah. Pretty weird piece of Georgia history that is now gone, thankfully. We didn't need that one. Yeah. It's bad enough we've Stone Mountain. So, um, do you have a Magic the Gathering update for us this week? We've been talking about it a little bit. Uh, I guess the biggest update is Double Masters came out. It's $16 for a booster pack. I bought one. I pulled about maybe $5 worth of cards. And it sucks that I even am thinking of the monetary value of cards that came for my game. I don't think about what the worth of Monopoly Man pieces, you know? I don't think about that. So it seems fucked up. Yet. Yeah. And then the thing is, the prices are going up on this shit like, like crazy. The a, a booster box currently costs you about $350. Uh, we're normally about, about $100. Uh, they're selling booster packs, collector booster packs, for $80 a piece that have nothing but foils yes. and borderless cards. That was what shot me, was I went with you to a game store. We worked, we were viewers to lift the veil we were actually located in the same place this weekend yep. um and he was like oh let me get a pack of those cards and the guy was like do you want the 17 dollar pack or the 80 dollar pack and smith obviously chose cheaper one but 
and I haven't opened a pack of playing cards since my Yu-Gi-Oh days, but hearing that one pack cost eighty dollars, I was I was shocked. I cannot believe Wizards of the Coast is getting away with this. And for a normal set, a, a collector booster pack is twenty five dollars, which is also highway robbery. Crazy for a pack of cards of fifteen cards. At yeah. least with Double Masters, you get two rares per pack. But even then, no, I mean, not worth it, you know? And plus, the prices of these cards that are so expensive are, are dropping like crazy, so you're getting less value when you open a pack now um, because the supply is there. It'll dry up in about a couple months, and then the prices will rebound if you hold on to them. But it's just, it's ridiculous. And you know what, Seth? Marvel has the same problem Magic has. Okay. There's too goddamn much of it. Make yeah. less stuff. And that's Seems not... Seems to be the problem. Because it, like the whole thing with Magic is they just want to inflate their value a lot. And they want to use it by preying on people who are genuinely fans of the game who you know just want to you know, play and have yeah. the cards they need to win. They're catering to these fucking collector, you know, crypto invested fucking bros out here trying to buy up cards and hold them. Not sell them, not play with them, hold them. What good is that? It's a fucking game. It's not your fucking 401k. It's not your retirement exactly. fund. I think we've forgotten, much like a lot of things in life, we've mashed it together and we've forgotten that it's a game that you should have fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's not your fucking stock market, alright? I shouldn't have to go online and check the fucking prices on cards to see if I can afford one or not. It's insane to me that's even a thing. We, we, we allow it to happen, you know? Because, um, yeah. like, Pokemon, Pokemon just prints more cards. When things get expensive, they just print boxes. They just send out boxes of Pokemon cards. It's like, here you fucking go, fuckers. Yeah. Take it. Pokemon has its own issue with um, original print booster boxes and stuff. People are still trying to sell online for, like, $50,000, and people are buying them, but not as yeah. much in the, the current stuff, I guess. Also, Pokemon has the advantage of being the biggest goddamn media franchise in history. The most yeah. successful media franchise ever made. People are like, oh, the economy's taking a downturn. Pokemon's going to get fucked. I'm like, they will not get fucked. No. I'm sorry. You don't understand how big their empire is. Oh, what? The cards aren't selling? Guess what? They got two more games coming out pretty soon. <laughs> Exactly. You think that Pikachu is the most recognizable little fucking character in history? Probably other than like maybe Superman? Fuck off. No way. It's probably Superman, Spider-Man, and Pikachu. And Mickey, Mickey, Mickey Mouse, I guess. Yeah, Mickey Mouse too, to a certain extent. Fuckers always know Pikachu. Um. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's a problem where they're just trying to squeeze more money. And the thing is, People are going to spend all their money on Double Masters, and they won't have any money left when Dominaria United comes out in September. And plus, they're putting out... Every every set now comes with Commander products. They're going to put out probably four Commander decks, or three or however many decks with the new product. And they're doing this thing now called Jumpstart. Well, this is an older thing. Jumpstart is actually a really cool idea. They're, you buy a booster pack. You, you buy two booster packs to Jumpstart, right? And both packs have 20 cards. Open it up, and inside has a little card that says the theme of what you just got a booster pack. Like, vampires, or dinosaurs, or life gain, or instants, or whatever, right? You mm -hmm. take two 40-card booster packs, they got lands already in them, you mash them together, you got a deck, you play it right then and there against somebody else. That's a cool concept, right? That's a pretty neat idea. And they print very strong, very good cards in these in these in this Jumpstart. And now, they're going to be putting out Jumpstart with every single new set. They're going to put out more Jumpstart. And it's like, guys, it's too much. It's too much. That's just crazy. I'm glad I'm, 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 glad I'm not into that world. I think it would just be so much. And here's the real shit of it, Seth. Is a booster box of Jumpstart used to come with 36 packs. It's now going to come with 30 for the same price. That's just For no reason. That's just insane to me. People, people don't. People think. I guess. I guess some folks still think that maybe better cards somehow cost more money to print, which is it's no. It's the same cost to print yeah. a fucking a fucking uh, ledger shredder as it is to print a basic fucking island. It's there's no difference in the cost of Wizards of the Coast. You know what? I've got a question about something you might be an expert in. Okay, I'm gonna throw this out on the table. So, I've been recently I've been getting back into tabletop RPGs. 
been having a lot of fun like, reading through a lot of books. One thing I've noticed, though, is that almost every RPG I read is from Kickstarter at some some point, which is fine. A lot of these are from you know people who aren't Wizards of the Coast and don't have all that behind them. But I went on Kickstarter recently, and I found out that like games like Dice Throne, which is has an established um, fan base, and you can find it in any game store and any books a million in the world they do kickstarter and then the that big avatar legends rpg did a kickstarter but obviously that game is going to make money like everyone wants that so i've i've always wondered why is it that everything is on kickstarter what's the advantage i mean i guess the advantage is you know knowing who's going to buy it but with things that like i imagine already have some kind of popularity behind them why is it that everything is on there why buy the cow when you get the milk for free. Okay. Basically. It's why would you go and try and court investors and get money from, uh, take out loans from banks and whatnot when you could just take out a smaller loan to produce the fr- first little prototype run of things and then let your fans pay for the rest of it for you. Yeah, yes, that's true. Even though even big companies do this, like you said, like why does Avatar, the most successful RPG on Kickstarter of all time, three million something dollars, one of the one of the biggest media properties in terms of like animated cartoons in, in recent memory, why did it need to do a Kickstarter? It didn't. It is the thing. They just did it because it's it's basically free money in a way, you know. Yeah. And like you said, it helps you to gauge interest and show who people will buy your stuff, and you can sort of like plan for the future that way. A lot of people, and, and talking about the indie people, the really small companies, or just individuals, their stuff would not get made without Kickstarter. It just wouldn't. And even yeah. then, to get a Kickstarter successful, you gotta fucking grind. Like, people need to know your name already, and that's gonna re- require putting out free stuff. You start out putting out free supplements, free articles, blog posts, whatever, to get your name out there. And once you've done that enough, or you have like a podcast or a YouTube channel or some other you know, way of recognition, then you can finally go and you know, get a Kickstarter going. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cruel just cycle for a lot of people. Interesting. Yeah, I know we, we interviewed the guy who did um, a Kickstarter one time. And yeah. yeah, it does seem like it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but the the rewards basically, especially for big companies, uh, is free free startup capital. Just 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 you know, a free injection of money that you don't have to worry about anymore. Um, and so yeah, that's just that's generally the idea about why people do Kickstarter for everything uh, when they don't need it. It's like even some video games that were pretty successful that probably didn't, probably didn't need Kickstarters did them anyways. Like after the first Shadowrun game, they probably didn't need to do another one for for yeah. uh, Hong Kong and all that, but they did. Because uh, it's just it's, it's just free money, basically. Um, it's unfortunate, but that's just the way of the world. It's easier than trying to go out and convince a room full of venture capitalists or whatever, that you're, or a bank, that your idea is going to make money. Yeah. Like, look at, so. look, at our, look at our guy Brandon Sanderson, who fucking did the most successful case order of all goddamn time. And now, yeah. what's happening? He's fucking apparently got Hollywood coming to his door asking him for shit. He demonstrated his value, literally, in dollars. And now they're coming to him, looking for him to do work, rather than him trying to pitch stuff to them. You show people you have something people pay for, they'll come for you. They'll, they'll come to, to give you more money, basically. That is true. And I was very surprised, because I'm like, I'm sure any publisher would love to just have four Brandon Sanderson books sitting on their desk all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But I guess doing it yourself and then make, making that big statement is important. So, yeah. It's interesting though. I was, I was I was always wondering why I just see every game besides pretty much besides Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder, like everything is on uh, yeah. Kickstarter. If you have an established company that has the the printing capabilities and the writing and the ma- editing layout, people are already on staff, you can you can do it without it. But even then, like Onyx Path, who does like World of Darkness, Exalted, they do still do Kickstarters for their stuff. And I would call them pretty much up there. They're probably second tier behind Wizards of the Coast um, and, and Paizo. And they still go on Kickstarter and get, and get funding for stuff. Because it's just a great way to go ahead and get yourself your initial capital layout without having to fucking go to a bank or whoever. Yeah. Uh, and plus, you maintain more control over the product once you do this. You know, like, it's just between you and the backers. And hey, the backers don't get their shit back. They, you know, they, can, they can ask for a refund. You ain't got to give it to them. 
Yeah. A lot of, a lot of folks do. I'll say that. A lot of folks will give you a refund if you ask for it. There's one guy on, on Kickstarter who gave refunds to people who didn't ask for them. Uh, he, uh, oh God, what's his name? He does, uh, does the Torchbearer game where he's very annoying because when he posts his Kickstarter and updates, he only posts in character as a wizard. And so all of his <laughs> shit is written in wizard speak. Um, I gotta find this guy's name. Hold on one second, Seth. Okay. Because his, his story is very interesting about what happened to him real fast. Uh, fucking, fucking piece of shit. God damn. Yeah. Is it the guy who wrote Torchbearer? Yeah, he also wrote... Thor Olasfred? No, that's something else. You know what? I'm going to go for his other game, Burning Wheel. Oh, what's this guy? Luke Crane. That's his name. Luke Crane. Luke Crane. Not only does he do Kickstarters, he also worked for Kickstarter, specifically over the RPG division or, or, or side of things. Seems weird, right, that he can do his own Kickstarters and he works for the company and he decides what gets, what gets promoted and not. Yeah. Um, so people were like, hey, guy, can you just say things in plain English so I know what's going on with the Kickstarter? And he was like, here's your money back. Don't talk to me anymore. Basically. Isn't he the guy that was got caught up in all that Adam Coble stuff when they when Adam Coble was on his RPG on Kickstarter? Yes, I'm. Can't we remember this? He tried to sneak Adam Coble in there under the fucking radar. Like, hey, come on in here, buddy, just real quick. Just just write something from RPG. I'll get you paid. And he will notice. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And so he had not only cancel the Kickstarter, but he also got fired from Kickstarter. Or sorry, he quit. He resigned. He said, of course, creative differences. Yeah, so Luke Crane is a is a real. I mean, as far as I know, not himself a bad person, but an annoying fucker who makes bad decisions. Yeah, um, this has been incredibly inside baseball RPG stuff we're talking about right now. Good lord, <laughs> there's like three people on the planet on the planet who care about what I'm saying right now. Hey, buddy, I'm one of them. So, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, all right. Sure, we can start wrapping it up, Seth. What yes, have uh, you been doing? Oh well, like I mentioned, I've just been uh reading through some RPG stuff. Um, getting ready to play a little bit. I'm uh finished watching The Boys. Did that with you. Yep. Season three. It's pretty good. Um, and I'm watching season three of another superhero TV show called The Umbrella Academy. So. Yep. And uh. That's pretty much it. Oh, and, and playing Twenty Minutes to Dawn, which is uh, maybe second best game of the year. So yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, also watched the boys, and I I've been rewatching Doctor Who. Still, hey. I'm on the, the first Tenant season, still pretty. Nice. He's, he's, a, he's a great Doctor. I've really come around Eccleston, by the way. I mean, I always liked him, but now I like him even more. Especially now that I know, now I know his politics. Uh, the actual actor is a leftist who hates the Queen and hates England uh, because he himself is Scottish and now supports Scottish independence. Uh, Eggleston's pretty cool. I've been playing Twenty Minutes to Dawn, like you. Great fucking game. The new character is OP. Uh, definitely busted. Um, not. I'm, I've just I cleared Darkness fifteen with her already. Um, so that was interesting. And. Uh, I've been playing Power Wash Simulator as well, <laughs> which is a really... Seth, you do for podcast games? This is the ultimate podcast game. This is turn your brain off and just chill. Just nice. do nothing but, but clean things of dirt. It's made me... I actually said I had a crazy thing last night. I was playing it and I was like, what would a power washer cost me? Can I get into this business? I mean, it's an actual gig for myself in real life. Uh mm -hmm. My side, my side hustle is being a power washer because it's so relaxing. Uh, How did it go? It was pretty expensive, actually. Turns out, a good yeah, they're washer. they're not cheap. They're not cheap. Um, and then, other than that, I have just been playing Magic the Gathering. Sort of, I played with you, got my ass kicked. Uh, yeah, some, some starter. Some, Haven't some, touched the game in <laughs> six years and just beat your ass. Was fun. Some starter, some starter decks. I decided Seth picked a really good one, uh, and I picked apparently a very bad one. Uh, or at least 
I think a big problem was that the decks were not properly randomized yet, because you kept getting mana fucked, and so did I, on certain colors. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't play half our cards in the first game. Yeah, it, take, it takes a couple of plays to get those those decks properly properly shuffled. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's been pretty much me. Uh, I also been watching. I'm gonna finish up the uh, Star Wars Strange Star Wars Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, that show fucking rips. It's great. Are all the episodes out? Yeah. It's completely oh, done. nice. I'll watch it. It is true classic Star Trek. This is this is the show Discovery should have been, in my opinion. Nice. All right, man. Well, that's it for me. You got anything else? Not right now. All right. Uh, this has been the Illenials Podcast. I am a Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. Um, you can find the stuff that I write on indistinct-chatter.io. Our uh, art is done by Marcus Barkley, who is some mostly here. And our theme was done by uh, Ben Powell. He's been on the show before. And he streams on Twitch at the Ben Powell. And he's live right now playing Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. How's he doing in that game? Better than I thought he would. Okay. Um, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't even get under it. Uh, fuck the Wizards of the Coast. Um, we have stopped trying to solve our problems and are trying to outlive them. I'm from New Orleans, New York. That's the Lanius Podcast, baby. We're out. Out. <laughs>